0: Tunes and, right
1: now. and hello and welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than just an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail and mocktail recipes we invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and you already know why I'm here. It's to legitimize my love of both music and alcohol. It's not an addiction, y'all. It is art. So please tune in, tell your friends, and hang out with us every week so that it's not sad. It is a job. Please use your vices responsibly. Of course we all know that drinking alone is a sad sad business so i found a hot dog vendor selling bacon wrapped goodness outside of the will turn and asked her if she'd like to mix drinks with me on a podcast and she is
2: Kaylin, your cocktail artist and very hungry now
1: <laughs> and joining us for the first time ever is the glue that holds our show together she's the smartest funniest and most badass member of the team and i'm not just saying that because she writes all the scripts tunes and tumblers fam please give a warm welcome to our copywriter lily eason as she joins our cast of regulars.
0: Thanks Anthony. I'm going to use that as like my um like morning manifestation
2: every morning. I'll just play that on
0: repeat while I like stare at myself in
2: the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> what? Not I of the tiger. And you should do it like that little girl video where she's standing on her bathroom counter in the mirror <laughs> saying, "I love my house. I love my dog. I love my mom. I love my friends." Exactly. It's,
1: it's adorable. But we also have other guests with us today. Our guests are an indie rock band from NYC, baby. They came together as a high school cover band in 2017 where they would stay after hours and hide from school security while they recorded in the basement. They've since gone on to release a slew of infectious original music under 300 Entertainment and Elektra Records. They've toured with Bad Sons, played sold out shows at renowned venues like the Bowery Ballroom and Webster Hall, and are currently on their first cross-country headlining tour. In fact, they're coming to us live in transit on that tour to share a toast to their latest album, an electric and cathartic group of songs that pay tribute to the classic New York indie rock scene while plowing boldly into the new Roaring Twenties. Tunes and Tumblrs fam, please welcome Quarters of Change to the pod.
3: A kid kiwi I
1: guess i
3: Thanks for having us. Bye.
1: Yeah, and thank you for joining us. Like, where are you right now?
3: We are in Idaho. We just crossed over from Utah. Super snowy everywhere. It's nice to be decreasing in altitude. And And someone
1: else is driving right now. You're not driving distracted, right?
3: Correct. Some of us drive. We're all city boys.
1: Does anyone actually have their license over there?
3: No. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) I have a permit but apparently that's not good enough to drive. Yeah, Ben, to drive. <laughs> ben tried to drive yesterday. Told him I'm pretty good at it, I think. We made him do some laps in the parking garage.
2: Some <laughs> donuts.
1: Let's just go around, there's four of you in there, and I think like our listeners need to be able to tell you apart. Can you tell us who you are and what you do in the band?
3: Hi, I'm Ben R. I sing and write the lyrics. Hi, I'm Ben Acker, or Ben A. I play guitar, and I help with a lot of the musical arranging. My name is Attila, and I play the drums. I'm Jasper, and I play guitar.
1: Awesome, y'all! I think you know now that we now that we actually have names to voices. I think it's time that we broke the ice a little bit. What has everyone been listening to recently?
3: Well, the past two weeks, you know, we've been in this van, so everyone's frequently listened to or recently listened to is fairly similar. We had Revolver all the way through in the van a couple days ago. Asia by Steely Dan. Ben played this really cool album called The Northern Hemisphere by... Henry uh, Allen, I But I, I've been fucking loving the new Always album. I've been really bumping that a lot. I've been listening to the new Unknown Mortal Orchestra sequels. Very excited nice. for that record to come up. Ruben Nielsen is a great inspiration for me. They sound really cool so far. Yeah, and we're seeing them at Webster. Yeah,
1: Hell so. yeah.
0: Uh,
3: I've been listening to a lot of like uh, Hillbilly Rock, like a Horton. word and Roland S. Howard stuff like that. Deadbolt, Deadbolt, Deadbolt's a good, good driving driving band. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Police and Anderson Park.
1: That is a good pairing. Yeah. Oh, on the topic of Steely Dan, has anyone seen Steve Albini's thread about why he hates Steely Dan so much?
2: Yeah. Yeah,
3: (laughs) Yeah, I just saw it on Instagram. It's pretty funny. He's a he's a great yeah. guy. I love I love his his posts. Yeah, he's pretentious. I, I love his like little <laughs> rants on Reddit and wherever else he does them. I only know the Reddit ones, but he is he also has a really good one on why Tool sucks.
1: Oh my god, <laughs> which yeah, is a controversial to topic
3: for Attila, who is yeah. a major Tool fan. But I also really like Steve so like, Albini.
1: Look, I, I, I don't necessarily agree that Tool is terrible or that Steely Dan is terrible, but reading those, I'm like, you know, you're kind of right about what you're saying. <laughs>
3: yeah, He just he suggested a bunch of, he was like, you should listen to these bands instead. And he listed a bunch of like really bad bands. And I was like, All right, like I don't know. <laughs> now, now I can't take this with too much validity. I have this thing recently that I've just been thinking about where it's like, if anyone wants to critique music or critique a band or critique an artist in general, and they do it and they just like, maybe they just like, they say a line from the band or they say a line and, and they just say it in a stupid voice, it's gonna sound stupid, it's gonna sound dumb. And that's just recently been really pissing me off. we do that all the time to Ben. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we <laughs> like, we, we like to think like our lyrics in silly voices. Aww. And uh, it's, not, it's not a critique, I swear. Well, I, 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 they're, just,
2: they're just <laughs> fucking with you, man. It's not a critique, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you mean.
1: I just do it right back to them. You know, I go. And then I uh,
3: I just go bang. (laughs) 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 We like to have fun here. Basically,
2: you mock all of their instruments back at them. I've been listening to a couple of things. I think I like you by the band Camino. It's literally just about liking somebody a lot more than you should. And it's painful love and it's challenging, but you still want it. You still want to go back for it over and over again. And and it feels really good every time you do. But then it also feels really, really bad. And then Digital Canvas by Ivy Adara. She actually, I realized this, she sang a song called Rebels that I was obsessed with a while back. And I've kind of come back to her recently with this song. It's kind of about living our lives online and kind of escaping from reality because reality is really painful and being on a digital world kind of feels a little bit better but that's not all we are Mm. we're more than that we're more than our digital canvas we're more complex we have more going on i i get it now digital canvas that's Mm good there you go that's what i've been listening to wow
3: this is this is a really interesting way to hear about songs usually we're just like oh this riff slaps
1: (laughs) Does it slap, Kalen?
2: They both. I mean, the band Camino fucking <laughs> <Okay>. slaps. <laughs> and anytime I have introduced somebody <laughs> to, Camino
1: I think I, slap. They, they slap <laughs> so hard. And like anytime I've introduced anybody to that song, they've listened to it like 10 times in a row. It's just like a yeah. perfect pop song.
2: I can't stop replaying it over also and like, over again. One, one after the, another.
1: God, I, I'm just a sucker for that high note at oh, the yeah. end. Hurts. Yeah, I could never do that it. I could never do it myself. It Lily, hurts
2: so bad, but it feels so good. <laughs>
1: Lily, you've been adding a lot of eclectic stuff to our YBLT playlist. So now I want like our listeners to know what, what is it that you listen to. Well,
0: I can be like a really hyper-fixational listener. So like I'll accumulate a bunch of songs in my liked songs over a period of time, then put it all into a playlist and then just listen to that playlist for like a month or two. But actually Recently, one of my best friends and I, we exchanged our like top 10 favorite albums lists so that we could like rank and review and rate them. And so I've been working my way through that. Most recently, I listened to Brandi Carlisle's By The Way I Forgive You. I've never been a huge country fan despite being in Nashville, but like I've recently started to develop a bit more of an appreciation for like parts of country like areas of the genre but like with this album in particular like i thought they had a pretty good grasp over where and when i cry (laughs) but Mm. this one was miss brandy said no no you don't like i was at work and mother came on and i had to like turn it off and take a minute and i think like she just, she explores like the nuances of something so beautiful and complex as motherhood in that song, particularly and like something so divinely feminine. And she just, she finds a way to speak to the soul, you know, like directly to it. It's, it's a gorgeous record. So yeah, yeah that's my most recent.
1: That's, a, that's amazing. I still haven't seen Brandy and I've had so many opportunities to do so. I need to fix that.
2: Yes, you do.
0: Every day, Let's I see, what- hope to see her at the grocery store or something.
1: Oh, does she like mm-hmm. live near you?
0: I think she lives in Nashville. I'm not sure, but like it's Nashville's the kind of place where like you'll just see random people in very random places. Like I saw Steven Tyler mm-hmm. at Whole Foods once. So
2: <laughs> well, I always... Steven Tyler shops for himself at a Whole Foods. <laughs> Apparently, it was I a very grounding moment. Ce- I didn't think celebrities actually did their own grocery shopping ever. It just seems like such a pedestrian thing to do.
1: I mean, a little bit of a tangent here, but uh, my friend told me about the time that John Legend came up to him in a Ralph's and asked him how he finds a good zucchini. (laughs) Like...
2: (laughs) I would if I was a celebrity I would probably just like troll on people in weird pedestrian places like that like hey where's the 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 lettuce or where's the zucchini is probably more phallic and fun but
1: (laughs) whatever (laughs) I don't know if he was actually shopping for Christy or if he was just playing a joke Uh, either or like John Legend just seems like a cool dude
2: he's a legend
1: a okay I guess that means it's time for me to tell you what I've had on repeat I don't know if any of you heard of D-Wayne. He is a an up-and-coming pop-punk artist. He was dating Willow Smith at some point, but I'm not sure if he's he's doing that anymore. And he's also, he signed to Hopeless Records, which is one of our favorite labels. We've had a few Hopeless Records bands on the show. But I got his song, Die Out Here, on like my Discover Weekly one time, which features poor Stacy, who's another pop-punk artist of color. And this song, it's brisk, it's immediate, it's energized, it features this... Fuck this Podunk Town message, which is always fun to listen to. And so I just dove into his t- entire album that came out last year called My Favorite Blue Jeans. And man, I thought it was going to be like you know pretty homogenous, which is like a lot of pop punk, and that's not like a bad thing. Like I, I, when I get into that mood, I just want to hear like a bunch of fast, immediate pop songs. But the range of sound is just so diverse. There's the song She's My Sexy Boy, which oh, is I love that song. It is just this hard hitting, glammed up gender fuck. And then there's Simple Man, which is this seedy, lascivious tango that features I Don't Know How But They Found Me, which I love them. And I love when they show up. And then they have Take This Crown, which is a 2006 emo anthem th- featuring Good Charlotte of all people. So that's Ooh. pretty suitable. And, you know, he's only been around for like a couple of years, but he's already this fully formed artist. And I really can't wait to see what he does next. So Dwayne, uh, listen to his album, My Favorite Blue Jeans. Freaking love him. Love that. And listeners, if you want to hear more of what we've had on repeat, be sure to go on Spotify, check out our YBLT playlist. YBLT stands for, what have you been listening to? But we've leaned heavily into the sandwich aspect because we love BLTs so much. So you'll know you've found it when there is a picture of a big old sandwich of some kind. You're going to find music that I like, music that Kalen likes, music that Lily likes, Music that Eric likes and whatever podcast or like spoken word or like throat singing stuff that Drew likes. So it's, it's pretty wild. Go and check it out if you're ready for like a big roller coaster of sound. And if you are an artist who wants to get your music out there, please send us your stuff. Drop into our Instagram DMs. Let us know you got a song coming out. We will listen to it. We listen to everything that people send us, which is why we do not sleep. So go check it out. Let us know what you've been uh, making and we will, we will feature it. I have been talking a little too much, and I think it's time we went into the bar. Who's ready to have a drink? Yes. we are. And in order to do that, fellas, we need to see your ID. What have you brought to show the bouncer today?
3: Uh, I can go first. I brought this skateboard. That's pretty beat up. Attila actually gave it to me a little while ago. It was once a pretty fruit deck. Now it's all covered in guitar pedal stickers i have this picture of myself jasper has a picture of himself
2: that's, they, that's a big picture of yourself do you just carry like that a, around i got it last night
3: I looks figured. like a femme gave it someone, someone gave it to me last uh. night i figured this would be a solid id yeah that that is <laughs> See, it's me you.
2: <laughs> that's perfect that's like when for Christmas, somebody gives you a framed photo of yourself. Like, what do I do with this? Oh my God,
3: that is a <laughs> great yeah, we Christmas Did make it in the bar? Yeah, you did. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. You know who didn't make it in the bar though? This motherfucker last night. <laughs> okay, yeah, so <laughs> funny story. So oh. funny story. We, we are all, Ben and I, we are all of age, but Ben and I went to this Vietnamese place before the show last night. And for some reason, you needed an ID to eat food there. And I was like, great, pull out my ID. Unaware of the fact. <laughs> That it expired just a couple weeks before we left for tour. So I'm going across the country without an ID. Oh, but no. I made it into this bar.
1: Yeah, good thing our bouncer accepts skateboards as yes. ID. What
3: would you bring? <laughs> I brought some Cinnamon Toast Crunch Popcorn. Um, what? I, I know, Hold it's on. Crazy what? And I, I can't. <laughs> I'm allergic to gluten, and it's pretty hard to... Stay gluten free on the road, so it's the little things like cinnamon toast, crunch popcorn that can I try get me through the day. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs>
2: can I try it? <laughs> Apparently,
3: it's not good. Oh, no. <laughs> you <laughs> expect something
2: that's like you expect something that's like exciting kettle corn, and then you just get sads.
1: <laughs> it's like me every time I try Bloody Mary's. I'm like, maybe this time, it is you never good. Oh. Oh. Yeah, he
2: really hates that <laughs>
1: better than it is. So
2: I, I love those Bloody Marys that just have like food skewered all over it. So it's like a snacky yeah. yeah, over like drink. Yeah, there's olives in it. Oh, you
3: mm-hmm. one. Celery. Burger, like- <laughs>
2: oh yeah, I've <laughs> seen like a those. A
3: burger. Mm-hmm. A burger.
2: Oh yeah, I've had candied bacon on them before. All that sorts
3: of things. Good
1: hmm We should probably start doing food in here as well. I I'm know. We hungry. need to get
2: some some bowls of, bowls of nuts.
1: Yeah, I'm but we are box. Bar nuts. But We are here. Welcome to the Toons and Tumblers bar, everyone. We made it. We did. And before we start pouring these drinks, we need some mood music. And Lily, I think that Eric turned over the keys to the jukebox to you while he's on family leave. So can you tell us what we are listening to today?
0: Yeah. Today, we're spinning Quartus of Changes newest record into the rip. It's a record that really seems to embody the spirit and essence of being young and traversing both its highs and its lows. And it's an album that features really great levels, both lyrically and sonically. It toys with these guitar-based garage rock sounds that feel referential to the New York roots, but also illustrate a lot of nuanced originality, playing the synth and some almost club like beats at times. It's a record I would like put on in the car or when I'm working or even at a party.
1: So I like the sound of that. Mm hmm. Kaylin, what do we like? We need a drink to go with this absolute vibe of an album.
2: We most certainly do. So I have created this gorgeous cocktail called Tortured Heart. And I know you guys like Hendrix. What?
1: Tortured Heart. Tortured Heart. heart. What did you think it was? (laughs) I don't know.
2: I think maybe an F.
1: A tortured fart? Yeah.
2: <laughs> F might have that been Sounds heard. tasty. Mm, yummy. <laughs> We're not kink
1: shaming here yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> tortured
2: fart is a good way to stop. So, this drink has uh, Hendrix gin, watermelon juice, lime juice, and what I did was I, I actually chilled the glasses ahead and put shamoy, which is a Mexican sauce made with dehydrated fruit like apricot, mango, or plums. So it ends up being kind of like a sticky, almost sweet and spicy type of a hot sauce. Mm. And then sugar crisp garnish on top that I made with orange sugar cube, more gin and tahine. You know, I liked this idea of of your album name into the rift, you know, being able to break into something to crack, split, or open into it. And then, you know, you've got this really refreshing watermelon and limey gin cocktail. And then you know, after all that anticipation, you 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 know, it's almost out of reach, but you finally get to the shimoy at the bottom.
1: Ooh. You just got to go through it and then you, just gotta you get go to through the reward. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. It's I love sometimes
2: that. hard to reach, you know, but if you work hard enough sometimes you can get there. Don't stalk people though. That's creepy. Wow.
1: That <laughs> we was always beautiful. have to throw that in.
2: Thank you. So cheers everybody. Cheers.
1: <laughs> cheers. That was perfect. Was that timed? Yeah.
2: Oh, that's good.
3: Oh, wow. Super edited refreshing. Edit out asking me if that was time. <laughs> you Wait, hear that, Drew? Only one man does the sound effects around here. <laughs> I- I'll fire myself.
1: <laughs> so part of our cast is sober now, and I think like that's a good segue into talking for our sober fans. How do we make this cocktail without alcohol, Kalen? What would we so- do?
2: A lot of times I suggest to people to either substitute with, you know, tonic water or a flavored sparkling water. But there's also a lot of non-alcoholic spirits out there. I've talked about this before. Um, Clean & Co. has a really good gin alternative product that, you know, still has that really, really great gin type flavor. It kind of hits on all of those tart, delicious notes that I As an 80 year old woman love about gin (laughs) and then you know i don't know if lily if you ended up finding any others but there's there's just there's so many out there now because so many people are you know wanting to enjoy a a nice refreshing drink without getting trashed i've
0: just recently started like finding some like non-alcoholic alcoholic alternatives there's a brand called kin that i think bella hadid is like a partial owner of but they make these like two spirit type things. One that's like energizing, like a social thing. One that's more of like a nightcap. And I've tried the first one recently. It's what I'm drinking today. And it is just like, it's just like a little nice treat, you know? It tastes a bit like, like green tea and like burnt orange peel. I mm, um, am really
1: I think like one of the big problems with mocktails in general, and we've spoken to this before, is that they're often o- overly sweet because they're putting in like so much fruit, so much fruit. But what you need is that kind of like herbaceous and bitter note to mm-hmm. kind of cut the rest of the drink.
2: Yeah, a lot of times if I'm telling somebody to make a, a substitute with like a gin thing, I actually tend to lean more towards the herbs and, you know, adding sage to something, adding rosemary, maybe burning it up a little bit, but also... Yeah. Instead of adding just tonic water or something that's not flavored, you know, anything with citrus is usually really good. Pumping up the lime, pumping up some grapefruit, those types of things tend to give you that sort of tartness that you'd expect from an alcohol without really being alcoholic.
1: Nice. But we have an album that we need to talk about. But before we do that, guys, I want to rewind the clock quite a bit because I listened to your high school demo tape, which is on BandCat for whoever wants to check it out. And it is wild. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the first track starts off with a scene from The Hangover Part Three, is that right? (laughs)
3: Yeah, that that was partially the reason that we had to delete it. At the time, we weren't thinking about copyright or getting sued or anything (laughs) like that. But yeah, we thought it'd be pretty lit to strike the album on with that sound clip.
1: What (laughs) is it about that clip in general?
3: Well, the song was, I was trying to branch into this story of this serial killer who lures people in with cocaine? So that's why it's called "cola killer." And you know that clip encapsulated loving cocaine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> There's now a whole movie about a that story
3: of a seventeen-year-old songwriter. Yes.
2: <laughs> have y'all have y'all seen uh, the ads for Cocaine Bear? I can't discuss yes, that. We have yeah.
3: been talking about it nonstop. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see that soon.
2: We tried to the other
1: night, but I forgot my movie pass, and I'm like, maybe this is a sign that we don't watch a movie about. Maybe it's a, a sign that Coke. movie
2: pass actually died a long time ago.
1: It did. It got resurrected like a zombie, and I have still have yet to use my new one. You have the Ape's, so we'll see. I don't. I had movie pass well, when it was a big thing.
3: Now. Oh, you do? He's the only one I literally know that has it shuts <laughs> up. Yeah, <I'm> <laughs> you up. can literally see nine movies a month for the price of
1: right, water. Wow. Are you going to be affected by that really weird dictatorian price
2: gouging that they're doing now?
1: Oh, I heard about that. Well, it doesn't it won't affect me because I have the pass. So.
2: you're like grandfathered <laughs> into it, basically. That's so. That
1: is so gnarly.
2: <laughs> Did like you get making
1: it? the. T-
0: did you get it just to see that Nicole Kidman commercial that plays before every AMC? I actually
3: didn't movie. know that that happened. I went to see my first movie and I was really caught off guard. <laughs> it's really like weirdly unsettled. Yeah.
0: There's a drag queen who did just this amazing parody of it that like oh, I... yes,
2: yeah. so there's this movie that back in the day I watched with an ex. It's called BMX Bandits. It's from 83. And it's like one of Nicole Kidman's like early films. She's like a kid. It's super weird and funny and dumb. <laughs> go watch it; it's great. Lily, it's, you should come to always... our
3: show in Nashville. Oh, I am. Oh hell yeah! She's, yeah. she's hey, already
2: man. she's already set.
1: We're we're like ten steps ahead of you.
2: As long as it's not a drag show, she can make it. Hey, hey, hey Don't get hey, me
0: started. We're all, we're all we're
2: all really upset about about the state of things you, in your in your state. Don't even
0: don't even get me started. It is. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not going to start talking about it because it our just hearts, pisses me off go,
2: beyond words. Our hearts go out to you. Appreciate I'll just it. say that. Appreciate it.
1: <laughs> why, don't we, why don't we pivot back to like less depressing things right now? Yeah. I want to talk a little bit more about you guys and your band. I really love this quote from your interview in the New School Free Press where you said that you realize life is fake outside of what you have here and that you just wanted to fully send it. What did you mean by that?
3: That was you. That was you. No, that was you. <laughs> that is the most important. No, <laughs> no one wants to take responsibility.
1: I'll,
3: I can answer it, but we all know what that means. Yeah, we do all the. I just want to say that there was a typo throughout that entire article that mistaked me for Ben. This, yeah, in every article we always get mixed. That's why. But anyway, what <laughs> what that means is the relationships we have are are transcendent of the music and the band. We've known each other long before. We've been friends long before, like brothers. So it's I, I don't I don't feel like that necessarily means everything outside of that is fake. Which is why I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but everything within this is the realest thing that we're doing with mm. our lives by far. That's definitely true. I, I think also it means that like to be an artist, like what does that mean to be a band? What does that mean? How do you give yourself legitimacy? And I think by just recognizing that you have the power to say stuff like that and that you have the power to legitimize yourself, that's like the first step in asserting that. And I think that that's kind of what I was saying there. Yeah, I'm also not good at anything else, so not only would life be fake outside of this, but it wouldn't exist. So mm. that's
2: how I feel about my career.
1: I kind of went down an existential rabbit hole after I read that interview. So, if you'll if you'll indulge me for a second, do you think that there's perhaps something artistically freeing about viewing your connection as what is most real and kind of like pushing away like everything that infringes upon that?
3: I'm constantly in existential crisis. I don't think there's a day where I don't question myself or my life, but I think I've always found solace in music, and it's always been my way of figuring out, you know, like many musicians, figuring out what I want to say and how I feel. I don't think that in regards to, to our our relationships in music, it's not like this thing that we like do. I don't think we really view it that way. Like, for example, when we practice dead, there's always like a goofy moment. One person starts at a beat ahead just to fuck with everyone else, or we'll play like a silly beat or silly lick, like. It's a it's a language. It's a form of communication. It's a way to joke with each other. Certainly more than just sitting down to write a song. You know that's a that's a huge thing we do, and we love doing that as well. But it's more broad than that. Yeah, it's I would say it's communication.
2: I think mm-hmm. if you're not able to be a little bit silly in any activity, you know, stop and take a break and just laugh your ass off for a bit, yeah. then you're not having fun. Mm-hmm. It's just work. It's nice that you guys keep it loose and keep yeah, it exciting. It's and be Fun. Play. Mm-hmm. Have you
1: guys heard of the concept of solipsism at all?
2: Is it a weird disease where you solipsism? get
3: solipsism? I feel like I I heard it in one of my philosophy classes in college, but I, I sort of forget.
1: Yeah, this is just <laughs> you guys uh, indulging my existential rabbit hole I went down. But solipsism is the point of view that everything outside of you is not real. Usually it's brought up in the context I'm of like... That's schizophrenic. Yeah, a little bit, but it's like a, a if you ever travel like abroad, especially in a country where you don't speak the language, it can be really isolating in a way that like you feel kind of trapped in your own bubble, so to speak, or like trapped in your own mind. Like it's even though you're out in the world and you're experiencing it, you're you feel very small. And I think that that's kind of like what I was thinking about, like when you're creating this community, especially like during the pandemic, when we all were forced to like just be alone and entertain ourselves, maybe we got a chance to be creative, but it it was just like kind of widespread solipsism. I'm wondering if you guys experienced that at all, like uh, within, yeah.
3: Yeah, (laughs) I feel like I was really struggling with that and maybe you can pick up in the album itself a little like, you know, undertones of that. But recently I've been really trying to work on that because I feel like, in this society we strive so much to be an individual that it almost mm. affects it almost it almost affects us negatively i think there's a lot of positives when you strive for individuality but you know one of my one of the things that always struck me most as like just really interesting and i kind of understood a lot was back back to sort of this philosophy talk that socrates talks about being reborn as a bee or an ant as like the highest praise to be part of like a hive mind to have that inherent right. sort of life and, and get your meaning from that. And there's sometimes what I juggle between the two, you know, the high mind and I the individual.
2: That kind of reminds it's... me of that YouTube video you and I were watching the other day where they were reviewing The Last of Us, and then they were talking about additional shows that you should watch if you like that or if you want to watch it before that. And there was this particular show, I'm spacing on the name, but... Station Eleven. Yeah, and it basically was like the the opposite of how you would expect any sort of apocalyptic show to go that you know everybody's fighting to keep themselves alive and fighting against each other not trusting each other but instead this show shows how people come together and become a community and it's it's less about yeah the individual I, at that point and it they end up being successful at their community and having you know these beautiful lives that have purpose and meaning like would you
3: say that solipsism is kind of like a glass half empty philosophy on existentialism I think, that's what I'm gathering. It seems like there's like a, a lonely connotation to like.
1: Yeah.
3: Okay. Word. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with the fact that like every individual's life perspective exists only within them, but sensory wise, you see everything outside of you. So if that's true, if everything is within you, but you're seeing it, that means that everything you're seeing is you. And then yes, when you look you at it, it that way, it's like, oh, sick, this is all me. So let me just treat it yeah. well and like enjoy that's- it.
1: That's and, non-duality for you. Yeah, you are the universe experiencing like when itself. I look at, when but I'm
3: looking at these guys playing with me, I'm looking at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I, I fucking love that. But like that individuation is part of it. Even though we are everything, we still experiencing it through our own locus of consciousness. So like, and it's supposed I, I think of to it as, be isolated. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like a, I I think of it as blades of grass because grass is supposedly like a single organism that like communicates with itself, but each individual. Blade of grass is like its own thing,
2: mm mm-hmm. not yeah. that kind of like how mushrooms work
1: i I don't I, fungus i fungus scares me, so i I tend to steer clear of that shit
2: well, like you'll see like you know spores come up, good. but there may be like a whole a whole you know community of it below <laughs> below the surface
1: are we uh are we talking about the last of us now or the yeah do you just want to watch an episode of the last oh, of us
2: yeah' because we're really behind. behind. <laughs> <It's good. laughs> We're really behind. (laughs) No spoilers, anybody.
1: Pedro Pascal is our slutty daddy.
2: Oh, God. He's so great. Love that, man.
3: Another positive TV show, pop cultural thing that talks about, I think, a positive hive mind is that episode in Rick and Morty where they visit the planet and the organism is one. And they realize that on that planet, there's no war. There's no like there's there's no crime. And it's it's like a quite beautiful thing. And Rick falls in (laughs) love with the, the hive mind, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then, like, when the people become free of the hive mind, they just immediately go to a race war.
2: Yeah. Chaos. Pure chaos. Mm. Pure chaos.
1: We're kind of like we've talked, a, like, this conversation just flew by. Uh, okay. But I want to bring it back to Into the Rift specifically. Can you talk a little bit about what the Rift is?
3: I think with the conversation that we're having, for me, I guess I view relationships as really giving yourself to somebody, and the rift is that unknown trust. So to fall into that that hole with somebody, and to fall into that trust, to continue to give each other each other. That's sort of what I, I like as, that. In get out, you know, where he falls back in that chair, that that scene. I also think of that and falling falling into that space with somebody. Hmm. Yeah, kind so,
2: of, I want to fall like so, that.
3: Well, the line of the the line of rift is, "Will you love me into the rift?" yeah into the the future coincidentally we're we were writing that as our first studio lp and in a figurative it's us jumping into the unknown of this new career and this new lifestyle and and giving our all to what we love doing
1: Mm -hmm. i kind of like that the drink mirrors that like you go down and down and you trust that you're going to get to the sweetness at the bottom
2: it's actually not sweet anthony it's 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 supposed to be spicy
1: it's it can be sweet and spicy you're like spicy. Yeah, I know that. You don't have to tell everyone else that. <laughs> um
2: yeah, no, I was just thinking about that and I was like drinking it going like, "Oh, I'm finally getting little bits of the of the sauce that's at the bottom finally." It's the the idea of having that anticipation. You you, you guys did that. You played with that a bit with the intro to your songs. I believe it's T-Love that I was thinking about that did that a lot mm. as well as Into the Rift. It's like you guys have this sort of build up and then everything kind of begins. And I liked the idea of that, you know, that any relationship, you know, it doesn't always start out as like this whirlwind thing. Sometimes it's like it starts out a little bit more calm and slow and you get to know somebody and you find out that they're builds. not as into you and then that you're reaching for somebody that's like not there, but you want them to be. And I I, I don't know. I just really grasp on, grasp onto that idea because I, like, I think I, like I, I chase said, after people a lot.
3: It's like it builds and builds and builds and then it's like everything's starting.
1: hmm. Yeah. Now we can start. Now we can start. Lily was the one who introduced us to you guys. I just want to say that like off Thank of you that. Lily.
3: Appreciate it Lily.
0: You're very
1: Thank welcome. You, Lily. Lily, what gravitated you toward Quarters of Change?
0: I don't know. Like um, there was this one time to be so totally for real right now. So I was going to write a little thing for Atwood's um artists to watch uh, at the beginning of the year about y'all. But for some reason, like, and I, it was my own fault for like waiting until the day it's due to get it done. Um, But like, as I was trying to, I was just finding it hard to come up with specific words about like why I like y'all's music so much. It's something I think a little bit more like, I don't know, like magnetism, I guess. It's a sound that I really like. Um, I really dig like the New York garage rock sound. So. I think that's the root of it and then also like i said before i get like super hyper fixated on these playlists and i had kiwi on it for um like a month or two and i just listened to it over and over again so yeah it makes me really
3: happy that that (laughs) listening to our music and feeling a a gravitation towards it didn't need a word to describe it
0: yeah i mean i think that that is to me the essence of a great band or good music is that like you can describe in as academic terms as you want, the reasons why a band is good. But at the end of the day, if there's not a pull for listeners, if people don't feel like gravitated towards it, then.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think you guys talk a lot about things that are relatable. Mm-hmm. You know, your your experiences in life, you know, we, we are all human here. We all have experienced some form of relationship or otherwise we're all floating around on this planet together, doing things that may be different, but at the same time, the same. And I think it's kind of beautiful when you come across a body of work, art related, music related, whatever it is, that you really can feel what they're feeling and describing. And the music just puts you in that space. And I think that mm-hmm. I agree. It's, it's pretty amazing to be able to find bands that do that.
1: And you know what? Yep. Shout out to Spotify really quick, because one thing I've noticed that they've been doing recently with my Discover Weekly is sending me artists who have hardly any listeners, and i think like that is very very important in like a sea of songs like what 60,000 songs get uploaded to spotify every single day Oof. yeah the the turnover for um artists like you like the the album is almost a lost art form just because you have to always stay in the conversation if you're not huge like beyonce so it's like i need to put out a single and then a month later i have to put out a single i have to put out a single and into the rift for me It's one of those few artistic statements that works best when you put it on at the beginning and you go through to the end. And that's saying something because like the uh, the the deluxe edition is like almost an hour long and to like be able to sit there and just go through the whole thing and be like, oh, that was it. Like, it's done. Like, that's that's a that's a good and rare feeling, I think. Thank
0: you. As I was listening to it, all I could think about. um, Well, I think you guys would tour really, really well with Inhaler. There's something about both of y'all's sounds and about your music that I think would pair well together.
4: Up.
3: What's yeah, that? Because it set us up? That's our, that's our, dream. That's our dream touring partner. I mean, is that really? Oh
0: my gosh. Yeah, I texted our manager <laughs> yesterday
3: <laughs> being like, please. And he was like, I've already I've already said it. And I was like, oh,
0: okay. Well, I did an interview with them a couple of years back. And one of the things we talked about was how their music is really a reflection of like youth. Um, and the feelings of being young. Um, and a large part of that was because they had been together for a while and they had started writing their music when they were teenagers. And so just given how you guys came together, I think that you have that in common. And I think that sort of root is represented in both of your
2: music.
3: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we, it's wild, it's wild to. if you're listening, let's do it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's wild uh, to think of like bands that started you know, as, as young as you guys were when you met and got together and you've continued, you know, you, you hear about bands breaking up and, and things not working out, but those bands that really mesh well and like we're childhood friends and just really, really are a good family unit of a band. I think that that's really special and it it makes for really, really epic music.
1: Mm. And you know, this conversation, I, I could do this all afternoon, but I think it's time that we kind of brought it to a close, but before we do, I kind of hyperfixated to use the word of the day on the fact that y'all started as a cover band, and it got me thinking about how like sometimes I'll go and see a cover band and like they have just these wild, amazing interpretations of songs that I know and love. So I'm wondering from the group, so everyone gets to answer this, what is your favorite cover and why? I actually
2: uh just just yesterday um <clears throat> listened to a cover of can't help falling in love casey musgraves and mark ronson did it and it is so good i've listened to it so many times and it just it just dropped yesterday um and it's it's very melodic it's it's a beautiful listen and it's it's romantic just makes me feel like falling in love again
3: yeah i i would say there's a bit of a less of an emphasis on starting as a cover band and more just like the way we Started playing together from like the very start was what? What are our favorite songs? Okay, let's cover them. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what every artist does, right? Yeah. Well, it's it's one way of getting into music. Um, I think it's the most like a first language to do it that way. You know, like you you listen around at the things that gravitate towards you, and you try saying them, and you see how people respond to them. Um, yeah, my favorite cover of all time is Freddie King's cover of "Ain't No Sunshine" by Bill Withers nice it's unreal nice. if you haven't heard it it's great i'd say jeff buckley covering any bob dylan song is goaded <laughs> i was also gonna say jeff buckley more specifically probably hallelujah hallelujah is a great cover ever. mainstream obvious one, like
1: <laughs> lily w- wasn't jeff buckley like one of your recent uh obsessions like
0: yes. not was it yeah. was his yes. past sense that's acting we like it's the, over. Uh, we had the, the
3: the fortune of getting to work with Jeff Buckley's right hand man, uh, Mike Ty. No way. Yeah, about eight, maybe eight, seven, maybe even a year ago at this point, he came to our, our studio at Attila's place, um, and we just shot the shit. And he's yeah. a really cool guy. He gave us some really cool insights. It's it's a it's a fucking trip to add to that. Like we've been we've been playing in Attila's basement since we were fourteen yeah it's gone through three evolutions now and yep. and to have like a hero of like ours come and Jam sit and in the room basement, it was just like it was it was an amazing experience be like you just came in he was like wow. can, I, can i show you these tracks we're like yeah
2: <laughs> you could show me anything <laughs> well, i think we're anybody in a base, who worked we're in a basement Jeff,
0: <laughs> i think anybody who worked with Jeff buckley has like a particularly special kind of legacy just because of how open-ended he left things
3: yeah and we talked to him about it a bit and it was just like listening to him speak about you know being in potentially one of the greatest acts of all time and then just having it ripped out from underneath you like the pain that must continue to cause is 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 astounding and to see who he is as a person now i i was really inspired yeah Mm. and he, he wrote so real you know like that's like oh yeah come on like yeah that was so
0: real (laughs) he was so real for that
1: (laughs) all right my favorite cover i'm gonna i'm gonna hop into this so bbc radio one does this series where they um bring in an artist and they interview them and then they'll do a cover song and i've been watching this yeah the live lounge i love the live lounge and i have three in particular that are my favorites usher covering pumped up kicks with a, a full live band where he's playing the bass Fucking love it. Um, it, Arctic oh, Monkeys, did, yeah, he plays bass. That's so sick. He he
2: he, pl- he plays bass. Mm-hmm.
1: He slaps at the bass.
2: I was thinking the the Beba Doobie song. She oh, plays she bass. plays bass.
1: Yes, I love that song. <laughs> uh, another one that they did in the live lounge that um Arctic Monkeys covering. Hold on, we're going home. Another great one. And then one of my favorites, like this one, like kind of blew me away just by what a like a an open ended and liberal take on this song. It was. It was two-door cinema club covering bad guy by billy eilish and they just turned it into this like electro pop dance song with tons of synths mm-hmm. and i'm just like i i never that would have imagined an interpretation like this
3: what's up that new the the new album them is amazing and i didn't think it got oh, yeah. enough attention i was like that's insane it's such a good album
2: i've always loved two-door cinema club mm-hmm. for a long 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 yeah, long time it's
3: eighth grade I won't, about, I won't talk My about. I won't talk about it. My favorite live early. lounge: Sam Smith covering "When I Was Your Man." That I didn't think it was possible oh. to be a better singer than Bruno Mars, especially on <laughs> uh, Bruno's own song, and I was in tears. It's just, like insane. I
2: love that.
3: All right,
1: can I, I give mine put? a three-way tie? Yes. Three-way tie. Give it to us. We love Kay. three ways.
0: Fia... <laughs> nice. <laughs> <Sorry>. Fiona, nice. <laughs> apples... <laughs> Fiona apples across the universe because like oh, love, duh, love, love, love. Obviously, um. Uh, Julia Jacqueline has this, like, gorgeous cover of The Strokes' Someday. Um, It's just super stripped back and really light, just, like, drums and guitar, but it's also, like, one of those, like, you know, like, Time Machine songs where you listen to it and you're instantly, like, viscerally transported to the time when that song was, like, big for you. That is definitely one for me of just, like, being in college and driving around late at night with a friend, but then... um, Obviously, again, because I can't shut up about Jeff Buckley, uh, his cover of I Know It's Over by The Smiths, which is, like, Jeff Buckley plus The Smiths definitely sounds like a recipe for liquid depression, because it kind of is. But, like, there's some, there's just something about the way he does sadness that it feels pretty good. What about you? Sadness feels good.
3: Uh, probably Hurt by Johnny Cash, originally Nightscale song. Mm, yeah. That's a I like, the, I like both versions a lot, but I like the Johnny Cash version more. Yeah.
1: It just feels like a good, like, uh, coda to his life. Like he knew. Yeah, and honestly, like this it, was him it
3: so much better. Especially because mm-hmm. that song and that cover revived his entire career and really solidified him as more modernly one of the greatest artists of all time. Kind like yeah. of like Fetty and Yams. Kind of like Fetty and Yams.
2: <laughs> it's what we all aspire to be one day. Before we move yeah. on, I want to throw in hey, as one... As Fetty Wap
3: once said, the yams are all I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but Before we move on, I want to throw one honorable mention in here. It's the cover of D-A-N-C-E by Justice, done by Get Cape Where Cape Fly. And all it is is acoustic guitar and then um, layered uh, uh, layered percussion on the body of a guitar. And that's all it is. Tight. Yeah, I it's love really justice. Tight. we
3: love justice. Yeah, justice they're incredible daft punk justice those fresh motherfuckers really got a lock. yeah
1: mm-hmm. oh i'm finally getting the chamoy
2: mm-hmm. there it's it is kind of a nice little it's almost like savory yeah it's like a nice savory end to the drink
1: and that brings us to the savory end of the <gasps> interview mm-hmm. i think i want to play a round of our favorite game hashtag mood does everyone want to play
2: Yay. yeah Yeah. we love it yeah.
1: hit the theme song
4: you What's your hashtag? What is your blue? What's your hashtag?
1: God, that theme song will never get blue old. Time. Thank you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I once had a an app that was a rap horn, but also it had this like female voice going, hey. She was ham. just saying ham.
1: <laughs> Drew, add that to the soundboard.
2: Just some some female voice going ham,
1: ham. But well, what is hashtag mood? You ask. Hashtag mood is the game we like to play at the end of every show to flex our playlist building skills. What we are going to do now is go over to the tunes and hum- tumblers hotline inbox, uh, DM box, wherever things collect in the dark corners of the internet, and pull out a mood. This will be a suggestion from a fan of the show, a friend of the show, a fan of the band, or just Drew. Uh, trying to talk to us. And what or we're going to do- Or any Carrier
2: Pigeon messages too. We take those.
1: Yes, we also take Carrier Pigeon. We're going to take one of those and we are going to create a playlist around this mood. Each of us will get a chance to pick a song that matches it. And Drew, do you have one lined up for us? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, from Instagram, from at VVCC, grief, beer, and pizza. Pizza emoji. <laughs> grief, pizza. Beer, be- grief, beer, and pizza. Gr- oh, grief,
3: like grief. sad. Yes. Okay, I was thinking all Tayo Crews required grief. <laughs> <laughs> beer and pizza and grief. Beer and pizza. That sounds like a sad Like, beer we're talking about beer. like depressed, like yeah. single father that yes, is really going through it and ordered fat. in pizza.
1: Yeah, with beer. That's, that's, okay. I that's think good. I, I want to take this in a different direction. I'm going to throw some pop country in here because that's all these dudes sing about. Grief, beer, and, and I guess pizza is involved. So I'm picking. Whiskey on You, the acoustic version by Nate Smith. Guy blew up on TikTok, uh, and you know it's it's just like a, a regular old pop country song where he's singing about like um, she broke up with me and it never really meant anything. And after I do all the, after I drink all this whiskey, I'm not gonna waste any more whiskey on you. But the acoustic version elevates it, I think, just strips back all of the production, all of what makes it just kind of a run-of-the-mill song and really brings out the pathos brings out the pizza so to speak
2: I'm gonna go with Food for Thought by Smokey Robinson ah,
1: that's a little golf clap for that one got any- anything by Smokey
3: you got any Greek beer pizza yeah I would do Liquor, Beer, and Wine by Reverend Horton which is just nice. about no matter what happens liquor, beer, and wine is always there for you and yeah it's kind of about being so sad that it's, 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 a, it's a kind of like a comedic song but like the underlying story is very dark, just about a guy that is never happy and always in a bad relationship. So he always resorts to liquor, beer, and wine.
2: It's also quite country. So.
1: That made me think of one liquor, one scotch, one beer. Yeah, um,
2: yeah. That made me think about my sad life. any for free beer and pizza.
3: <laughs> <laughs> freebird by Litter Skitter. <laughs> <San Francisco. laughs>
2: when i doubt, just go freebird. The There's
3: nothing sadder. <laughs> then listen to that by yourself.
2: <laughs> Do you listen to that by yourself? Sometimes. Mm. <laughs> Those real sad days.
3: Mm. I need to feel like somebody's next to me, <laughs> please.
0: <laughs> I'm going to go just with the image of like, sad single dad and his lazy boy, for some reason, Everlong by Foo Fighters. to mind. Yeah, yeah Foo Fighters
3: is so dad. Oh, yeah. It was either that or Pearl Jam. Oh, Pearl? Yeah, yeah. throw even oh, like a yeah. flow on there while you're at it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Is so or, this oh, is pizza. turning into to your dad's This Is playlist. Somebody get Rush.
0: Any, Somebody put all, Rush
2: on. Yeah. All dads <laughs> out there, this playlist is for you and dad, oh, daddies as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, one of the, one, one one happy. Of the,
2: Rush is too Rush weed and
3: pizza. Yeah, maybe the devil's a friend of mine. Grateful <laughs> dad. That's
1: also, yeah, that's also Just fun. basically any any of the favorite music of our parents, um, our, our parents podcast network, like it's all dad rock. It goes, it's dad rock all the way down. And then us <laughs> don't tell Peter, I said that
2: we're the, we're the young spry kids. Yep. It's The only time in our lives we get called young or spry anymore.
1: Yep. Is on the network. Wow. That is, Ooh, that is very spice at the bottom of that drink. Mm-hmm. I got to the bottom. It's all spice now. Yep. There it is. And he called it
2: sweet. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Sure. On the topic
1: of Dad Rock, one of the most infuriating things I ever saw was like a playlist called This Is Dad Rock. And it was like Lincoln Park and Imagine Dragons and Sum forty One and Avril Levine. <laughs> and I'm what like is Sum forty one on there. I d- and I'm like looking at this, I'm like, I am not old enough to be a dad.
2: So you're I mean, middle school. I mean iPod. you are. <laughs> <your> I <middle school laughs> kind of <laughs> right. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to Boingo a lot when I was in uh, middle school. Oh, yeah. I was on a huge Oingo Boingo kick back then. Do
3: you think Devo would belong on that playlist? Like, with it, maybe?
0: Mm, maybe. Yeah,
2: yeah,
3: maybe. In like Maybe a, some
2: Depeche mode.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. One, two, I was going to say, man, it's a little too sad. Oh, we do a good uh, Enjoy the Silence cover back on the covers thing for a second.
1: Oh, yeah, we actually did Ooh. do that. <sighs> Where can we hear that? uh we
3: could send it to you privately <laughs> i don't yes. know if it exists online at the moment yeah, i think we deleted it it's
2: we'll send an nda cards. we just want to hear it all right
3: yeah I, i'll send it after
1: <laughs> Hell yeah. it. all right do we want do we have time to do one more or do you want do we want to call it a day
2: those guys are up. just in
1: a car so well, hopefully we
3: don't lose <laughs> service but
1: yeah drew do you do you have one more ready for us i always have one more Hell yeah. Uh, so this comes to us uh, via Instagram uh, from at Ryan Rojas 400,
3: who writes, Forever dumb.
1: Forever For- dumb. Forever mm. dumb.
3: That's
1: all right. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan Rojas 400. So, forever dumb. So
3: are we thinking like just a perpetually dumb person or are we thinking like forever and dumb?
2: Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I was, choice. I, mean, like, I already have something maybe in mind, like, but
3: rape me by Nirvana. Breed by Nirvana. By Nirvana songs.
2: Just yeah, Nirvana.
3: I, it's, it's
2: I was actually or, thinking Lost, yeah. Lost Boys and Girls yeah. Club yeah. by Dum Dumb Girls.
3: Maybe All Star by Smash <laughs> yes. Mouth. Yes. <laughs> Dumb by Nirvana. Dumb or by... Walking on the Sun by by Smash Mouth. That one.
1: Anything but. You know, I'm gonna say this about any of these bands, but like anything Watch by Smash Bryce. Mouth.
2: I'm also going to put in Dum Dum by Maisie.
1: Oh, listeners, that's a very poignant one, and you'll see why oh, next oh, week.
3: Chicken Size Nugget by Yaskool. What? <laughs> what? It's, <laughs> it's a really dumb song, but it's sick.
2: I'm okay. going to say. We love, we love Dummy Sick.
3: Anything, anything by, three? by Tom McDonald's. <laughs> it's fucking so dumb. <laughs> but that might be I'm like gonna... hurtful dumb. I don't know. Maybe you don't want to put
0: that on a playlist. <sighs>
2: It's already on, man. You you can't
0: run that (laughs) Uh,
1: Lily, I think I know what you're about to say, but can you say it? No, I want to hear
0: what you think I'm gonna say first.
1: (laughs) I do too. Anything by 303. (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say anything
0: by 303, but more specifically, don't trust a hoe. They. (laughs) I went to school in the mountains, in the literal middle of nowhere, and they played a show at my university, and it was like doing. It it felt like I was on drugs. Just seeing them in the middle of the woods sing, singing Don't Trust a Ho to a crowd of like 300 super drunk college kids. Shout out oh my to my so
2: wild. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Benny Blanco's a cool dude. Like, that, there's, there's a story I have that I'll tell another time about the time that he made me a brisket sandwich. He's just a cool dude. But he's also like, he's leaned into the whole like, I love dumb things kind of thing.
3: Come work with us, Benny. <laughs> We're really fucking dumb. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's get dumb let me see in that in that vein you brought me back to an era Lily so anything by LMFAO oh my gosh. is gonna be mine
3: oh that's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's forever dumb, dumb. Yeah. throw forever young in there while you're at it Why? oh yes
1: TikTok by oh, Kesha it <laughs> it mm-hmm. like oh dumb. my god anything from the early that's 2010s <laughs> that's or like
0: any not any influencer music but like the Jake Paul Tana mojo rain like vein of influencer music i didn't even yes. know jake paul made music dude you made that england is or london is my country
2: but <laughs> apparently you? it's I apparently it's real about... dumb
0: i try to avoid it but it just
2: keeps on I showing
0: up. Avoid it. <laughs> i did <do> not you're <laughs> luckier I am, than I am, I am
3: just
1: drinking oh ho- no i'm just
2: drinking hot sauce now y'all
1: okay i'm gonna i'm gonna name this song because this will be the third day in a row that it has come up for me even though i haven't heard it since 2011 and it's like a G6 by the Far East Movement oh, and e- Dev. Movement.
3: Shout out oh. Far East yes. Movement. Here's I haven't heard that in a two, while. That that two nights ago. definitely forever dumb, but Rocketeer, so... undeniable banger. Ryan Tedder, yes.
1: go. I Two nights ago, I was like at a grocery store and I heard Like a G6 playing in the grocery store. And then last night, like when I was driving around, it like came on the, the, uh, the autoplay on my iPhone. And then today, I'm like, I have to bring it up. We have to keep this going. Bring it, bring it back. Bring back the Far East movement, everybody. Bring it back now,
2: y'all. You know <laughs> what's
3: so interesting about the Far East movement that I've been thinking about, especially in relation to Ryan Tedder, is kind of the path that Ryan Tedder took I, and, and, and the correlation to um, the new Ri, uh, Ryan Tedder, which I feel like is like kind of Charlie Puth, and how Charlie Puth got his like big come up with that Fast and Furious like song. Kind of reminded me of Ryan Tedder. Kind of, that was the first time I ever heard of Ryan Tedder Doing, the, uh, doing that Far East movement. And then it just became the the Wiz Khalifa song for, for Charlie Puth. Mm. Shout out, Charlie Puth. I'm like,
1: shout out, Charlie Puth. Come on to the show. But you know, Charlie Puth listeners... is a big
3: reason for our TikTok success. <laughs> we followed <laughs> one of his trends. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: you now know? we're here. And let's keep it going, y'all. But listeners, if you have a move- mood of your own, hit us up. On Instagram, or you can call or text us at 626 604 6477. We're always accepting moods. Drew is collecting a big old box of them that he keeps in the back of his closet. Is that where
2: he keeps the carrier pigeons too?
1: Yeah, it's really filthy back there. I've been telling him to clean it out for ages. But yes, please give us moods and also look out on, follow us on Instagram and keep an eye out on our story. We often like to ask for them. But yes, it is that time. It's time to wind things down. Thanks uh, for close having up us. The... Yes, thank you so much. Before we go and before we shut the bar for the night, do you have any lingering thoughts? Anything you'd like to plug? What's going on with quarters of change?
3: Um, we we're on the road for a couple more weeks. We're we're really excited to get back. We've been trying to try to stay busy writing all the time. Um, yeah, and we're just we're just grateful to be doing this. Yeah. I think we we're only listen- here because of the opposite mentality of solipsism. That's one <laughs> takeaway you could you could get from this that would be it world's yours
1: the world is yours and thank you guys for joining us and listeners listen to into the Rift deluxe edition by quarters of change like we've said it's a vibe it goes deep and it's one of those albums that you can hear start to finish and not get bored of it it's a full album y'all check it out
2: and keep an eye out for when the episode drops we'll also have a video of the cocktail and how you can make it yourself at home
1: yeah please follow us on instagram y'all And thank you all for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast and a member of the Dad Rock Pantheon Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on every platform. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us out a lot. Also, if you go into the episode description and scroll to the very bottom, you'll find a link where you can support the pod directly. Every dollar goes to keeping the lights on and getting supplies to make these delicious drinks. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by Drew Franzblau and researched by Lily Eason, who has joined us on the show today for the first time ever and hopefully not the last time. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. That absolute banger of an hashtag jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And until next time, cheers! Cheers, cheers clink.mp3. <laughs>